What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast. This is Monday show after the draft. Hangover, draft hangover. Not an actual hangover. A little bit of a Game of Thrones hangover, too. I don't think we're going to discuss that right now. Uh, because joining me, Ryan Wilson, who uh, probably not. By the way, I'm Will Brinson. This is the Big Six Podcast. Uh, struggling to get my life back on track after all those days at the draft. You can tell that my voice uh, can't handle too many live draft shows from a bar or a bachelorette, um, bachelorette screaming interviews. And as a result, bus. on the bus. That's right. Uh, it's all. It's all really about the physicality of the interviews, Ryan. And as a result, my voice is a little strained this morning. Not the first uh, Monday Monday morning video where uh, I've I've been strained. By the way, check out Pick Six Pod on Instagram. Check it out on Twitter. We've got the uh, the Bachelorette interviews with me and John Breach. They're pretty funny. We talked to some Bachelorette parties in Nashville. Highly recommend you scope those out. They're entertaining. The um, the uh, the whole the whole scene in Nashville was crazy. Is it good to be home, Ryan? So we were in Nashville, and I think it was probably the weather was actually awesome. It was probably seventy between seventy five and fifty, fifty for the low. Was yeah. worse, maybe not even that. The weather was the best. You couldn't could have asked for better weather. Better, couldn't have asked for better weather. I landed in upstate New York, three p.m. on uh, Sunday. It was forty two degrees. Oh my god! I had to go coach a t ball team. Yikes! Yeah, on uh, Sunday afternoon, I wasn't. Um, I wasn't. Loafers in your blazer, like yeah. you wore on the party bus. Yeah, um, I was not. Um, I was not doing a great job with it, but that's okay. Um, anyway, kids. Right? No, 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 you know, I actually did a pretty good job. I actually, I actually did an okay job. Fake it, fake it, fake it till you make it. We're gonna fake some. Uh, no, we're gonna just gonna make some draft grades. Pete Prisco uh, draft grades are out. They are official. Pete has handled out, you know, doled out his um, his uh, you know, his million um, bed marker to make the make the grades. By the way, quickly before we go on, uh, you should point out Wilbur that a lot of the stuff we did in Nashville from the bar, the dog house yeah. is on YouTube. Like the grades, the awesome. recap show. Team by team stuff. So there's a ton of stuff over at YouTube and, um, check it out. By the way, guess how many people watched the live mock draft show we did from Fort Lauderdale the week before the draft on YouTube? Uh, 10,000. 150,000 last time I checked. What? That is crazy. So apparently YouTube's a thing. I, I, I just found out about it three or four weeks ago. So yeah. check out YouTube. Uh, and, and I understand that the Pick 6 Podcast will be having more videos on YouTube. So uh, by all means, subscribe to the CBS Sports account on YouTube and go click on those. We appreciate any and all clicks. Um, let's look, We're going to do this alphabetical because that's just easier, right? Sure. Let's do it. All right, so yeah, it. Pete, Prisco's, Pete Prisco's 2019 NFL draft grades for all 32 teams. That's up on the website. That's the actual name of it. He likes the uh, little spoiler alert. Likes the Patriots the best, the Texans the worst. All right, go, Wilbur. And uh, by the way, on CBS Sports HQ, from noon to one on Monday, I'm sure it'll be replayed on YouTube and whatnot, uh, Ryan Wilson, Jamie Eisenberg, and Pete Prisco breaking down these draft grades. We're doing the audio version. That we're going to throw this podcast up. We're recording at like 9.50 on Monday morning. We're going to throw it up right away. It'll be ready to go on Monday, and I'll just have to figure something out for Tuesday. Unfortunately for Ryan, it may involve uh, talking with me and Sean about Game of Thrones later for 20 Great. minutes. Um, welcome to hell, Ryan. You're almost out of the, you're almost out of the woods, buddy. Arizona yeah. Cardinals, first up, they get an A, their best pick, second round corner, Byron Murphy. They got a number 33 overall. Will be a nice nickel corner early in his career and then move outside to a starter's role. Worst pick, I am not as crazy about number one overall pick, Kyler Murray as most. I would have just kept Josh Rosen. Um, we both agree. I had the Cardinals as a big winner. I thought that even though they traded Josh Rosen, and, and I agree with Pete, I'd rather have Josh Rosen than Kyler Murray. Um, you know, they still had a uh, they still had a great draft, and I still thought they did a great job adding players. Andy Isabella is fantastic. Hakeem Butler in the fourth round was a great steal, and it's not hard to imagine the Arizona Cardinals being a much better, much much better team than they were last year. I don't think they'll be the 2017 Rams or 2018. Uh, Bears, I think they'll be a lot better, though. Mm, I agree. I was taking a sip of my hot tea. Uh, my favorite pick of this uh, the, for the Cardinals, Andy Isabella in the bottom of the second round. Then two rounds later, they get Akeem Butler, who a lot of people thought, myself included, was a first or second round guy. 
Then in the fifth round, they got Deontay Thompson, the safety at Alabama, who sort of had a rough end to his, his regular season, but he was still a second or third round guy. They got him in round five. And I mean, they, they actually hit a home run here. The sad news is that Steve Kahn's probably getting fired after they win five games. I think they could win eight games. No, they could. Two years ago, they won eight games without a quarterback. Last yeah. year, everything went sideways. That was with Carson Palmer in this last year and, uh, Drew Stanton, what's Drew's name? I can't Drew remember Stanton, Drew's yeah, but I mean, Bruce Arians is the coach, and then the drop-off, we we underestimated the drop-off from Bruce Arians to Steve Wilkes pretty badly. What's Drew's last name? I can't remember his last name. Stanton. No, that's the, is that right? That's all right. <laughs> the that Cardinals is, quarterback, yeah. I get confused with the old uh, Braves closer, Stanton, Mike Stanton. Mike Stanton. I think he was just a middle reliever. Yeah, you're right. Um, he left-hander, if I recall correctly. That is that is correct. Actually, no, Mike Stanton was a starter because he signed that big deal. No, it was Mike Hampton who signed the big deal with All right, the Colorado we're, Rockies. We're, we're already drunk. Let's go. That's fine. Uh, Arizona, or, uh, Arizona. Atlanta Falcons from Pete Prisco get a – how did I lose the draft grades? Oh, here we go. They get a B, best pick. First-round pick, Chris Lindstrom is a mauler. Step in and start right away to help protect Matt Ryan better. Nice writing, Pete. Worst pick, trading back in the first round to take Washington tackle Caleb McGarry. He's a good player, but did they need to move to get him? And I think that really is the juxtaposition of the B. I think you could go even lower for the Falcons. They didn't have, Ryan, a single pick in the second or third round. That's where the meat of this draft was. That's where you needed to get better, and you needed to utilize the value that was dropping down the board to try and acquire a lot of defensive players in the second and third round, and I don't think the Falcons did a very good job of that. Kendall Sheffield out of Ohio State was their first non-round one pick in uh, with 111th overall selection. John Comiskey, Quadre Ellison out of running back out of Pitt. Jordan Miller, cornerback out of Washington. Marcus Green, wide receiver out of Lamont. Sure. So uh, I'll, I'll start with Quadre Ellison. I actually talked to him before uh, before the combine. Yeah, before the combine. And I talked to his running backs coach as well, and he came in to pit the exact same height, the exact same weight as James Conner. He was there when James Conner had his awesome season. I think it was James Conner's junior season before he was diagnosed with cancer and then later beat it. And I said to his running backs coach, is he James Conner, though? He goes, he said he does a lot of the same things James Conner does. So I knew he'd probably be a day three pick. I thought maybe he might even be an undrafted free agent. So this is great news. I think they got a really good player there. That's a fifth-round guy. John Kaminsky went to Charleston, which is in West Virginia, and he actually reminds me of Zach Allen, the guy we talked about, the guy who was drafted by the uh, by the Cardinals, and and I think he was a third round pick, just sort of a stocky guy who can set the edge. And I'll actually give you a um, undrafted free agent to keep your eyeballs on: mm. Olamide Zacchaeus, wide receiver out of Virginia. He's like a small, shifty guy, like a four down player, um, and he's going to be able to make the team doing sort of trick play type return gadgety stuff. But um, they signed him along with. It looks like 20 – I'm not even joking. It looks like they got about 20 guys as undrafted free agent. Uh, yeah, but I'm just not a fan of the Falcons draft. I like the idea that protecting Matt Ryan is better, but your defense has to stay completely healthy if you want to have uh, a, a good a great, good to great season. I think Dan Quinn should be concerned too because he is a defensive coach and the defensive coordinator. Baltimore Ravens, B-plus from Pete Prisco, best pick. Third-round receiver Miles Boykin gives him a great target with a lot of raw ability. A little coaching, he can be a big play receiver. Worst pick. I wonder if six-round quarterback Trace McSorley was worth the pick. <laughs> I love reading Pete's sentences. He's an athletic player, so maybe they want somebody who can run like Lamar Jackson. Why do people keep saying this, Ryan? Why do people keep saying that? That's what I said, too, on the – must have been the wrap-up podcast from after day three in, in Nashville, and you were yelling and screaming, but you kept interrupting me. I, I just don't understand – yeah, I was yelling shame or uh, or slander. I just don't understand why people keep saying Trace McSorley can run like – Lamar Jackson. That's not. He ran four five seven. He's not slow. I mean, Lamar Jackson runs like a four three. We don't know that. He didn't run at anything, so he might be. He I, might run. He might be a, a four nine five guy. I, I I don't think. He, but look, I love the Hollywood Brown, and I think you can tell exactly what the Ravens' plan was. They cannot be a run only team. So Hollywood Brown, and then you mentioned Miles Boykin. They got Justin Justice Hill, who's like a shifty running back who can make plays catching the ball out of the backfield. Yep. And um and then in in um 
I was just looking through their undrafted free agent guys. They got Antoine Wesley, who's like this really tall wide receiver from Texas Tech, who um, raw, but he does a lot of things as a big guy, and he's actually a lot quicker than you might think he would be at six four, six five. And then Jalen Smith, the wide receiver Sierra Louisville, who was actually at the shrine at uh, the Senior Bowl, excuse me, didn't have a great Senior Bowl, but again, they're loading up on wide receivers because they need to have a plan B after what the Chargers did to them in the playoffs. Yeah, I look at the what the Ravens did, and they. They decided to address one side of the ball in free agency, and that was defense. And they came into the draft with the worst wide receiver core in football. You know, you 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 look at who the Ravens have, and it was their top receiver was Willie Sneed, and their number two receiver was Chris Moore, and their number three receiver Leslie. was Jordan Lasley or uh, Jaleel Scott. And so, adding Marquise Brown and Miles Boykin is enormous. Those are two guys who can help you in a big way. My one concern with that is, are you really going to be a good offense? If you have two rookie wide receivers and Lamar Jackson passing the ball to him, I, I, I think. No, that's I, a fair question. Miles Boykin is extremely raw and he's whatever, six four. I think he ran a four, four, five or whatever the combine, but he doesn't play that big down the field. Like a lot of times he doesn't win those jump balls that you think he should win. But I think with Marquise Brown, you say just go out there, run 60 sprints a game, basically 60, 40 yard dashes <laughs> and just let the defense have to worry about you. I mean, they can still run the ball. I mean, they got uh, Ingram now. Gus Edwards is still there. And of course, Lamar Jackson and his, who may or may not be faster than Trace McSorley. <laughs> yeah, look, it, I just think the offense isn't going to be good. The defense has to be good. That this is a team that can take a step back. Um, but I, I mean, I I understand what they did. I just don't know if it if it's the sort of strategy that can pay off uh, immediately. The Buffalo Bills, a B. What? Best pick. That's a bad. That's a bad grade. Hey, that's an A team right there. I give Pete an F for his grade of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Best pick. It's first round pick Ed Oliver. He feels a major need and will be a star down player. Star down player. He has a chance to be a lot like former NFL great John Randall. This, if you know Pete Prisco, this is how he talks too. It's, it's hilarious. Worst pick. I didn't love taking running back Devin Singletary in the third round. That might have been a bit high. No. Um, the Bills took. Who else? They got a, did they have Cody a Ford in the second. I mean, they got a first round pick in the second round with Cody Ford. They needed a right tackle. They have one. Mm-hmm. And then in rounds three, they got Devin Singletary who, um, Reminds me a little bit of Shady McCoy. He didn't run that fast, but I mean, you watch him play in open the, in the open field, you cannot touch him. Dawson Knox, they got it with their other third round pick. Um, super athletic guy, ran a four five and changes tight end Ole Miss, but he played with Demarcus Lodge and AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, and there weren't a lot of balls to go around. The thing is, in the fifth round, they got Vashawn Joseph, the linebacker out of Florida, who's undersized, but he was on Pete's better than team. <laughs> and Pete gives so, him a B. I don't understand why he gave him a B. I mean, you come out of oh. you come out of the first three rounds with Ed Oliver, Cody Ford, and Devin Singletary, and I get it. The Devin Singletary thing is a little weird when you spent the offseason signing. You know, you're bringing back LaShawn McCoy, we think, although he is a salary cap potential salary cap casualty. Um, T.J. Yeldon, you signed this offseason. You signed Frank Gore this offseason. You have on your depth chart eight running backs. So that to me is a little weird. And this but, is the most dynamic one. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I don't I don't get why you'd be mad about. I mean, I understand it's weird to continue to add running backs, but I don't understand why somebody would be mad about getting Devin Singletary in the third round when there's no chance that LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore are going to be, you know, heavily involved in anything except over the next, like, I mean, they're going to be around for the next, you know, year, but we don't know. They're not going to be around for the next two years or three years. You got to have a running back. And to me, this is a, a team that is, Gotten much better on offense this offseason and gotten much better on defense this offseason. And I think they're, that they're maybe the second best team in that division. Yeah, no, that's the argument I'm making. And the argument I was on HQ Monday morning and said, this team has done more to, to close the gap between the Patriots and the other team in the AFC East. I don't know if the gap's going to be enough, but it's better than what it was. Two names to watch on draft free agents Tyree Jackson, the 6'7. Uh, quarterback out of Buffalo who can throw it. I think he was the first undrafted free agent to sign, immediately signed with the Bills. And they gave him a big bonus, too. The problem is he came out early. He wanted to play in the NFL. That was his dream, and then he went undrafted. And I don't know if he had an agent, but someone was making this point. It may have been our guy. Um, uh, guy, who's our uh, – Corey, Joel Corey may have made this point. I can't remember. Former agent who does the salary cap, that if you don't take on an agent during the process, you should be allowed to go back to school Yeah. if you don't, if you don't get drafted. I like that. But um, and he's one guy to watch. He's developmental. But David Sills, the wide receiver out of West Virginia, caught all those balls from Will Greer. He's got a little Cooper Cup in him. He's obviously not Cooper Cup because he wasn't drafted. He could make this team, and he could be a sort of reliable blanket, uh, blanket, reliable blanket, reliable security blanket for Josh Allen. So that's a guy. Those are two guys to watch uh, if you're into the whole undrafted free agent thing. All right, Carolina Panthers B plus. 
Best pick, second-round tackle Greg Little had first-round ability. I think with a little seasoning, he could develop into a pro Bowl player. Worst pick, I didn't love the decision to take quarterback Will Greer in the third round. They do need a developmental passer, but is he that much better than backup Kyle Allen? Question mark. That's exactly what Pete said when he was drafted. I didn't love Will Greer either, but third round at the very bottom of the third round. Who cares? Uh, Um, People, Well, I'll tell you this. People are hot and bothered that the Panthers traded up to get Greg Little and surrendered – I think what amounts to like the uh, 77th pick or the 97th pick, because they're the pick they used on Will Greer, number 100 overall, was their compensatory pick. They actually had two third round picks originally, and they used one of those third round picks to move up and get Greg Little. But you add this draft and they get a safety as I looked over this. Yeah, but this draft lined up really well for the Panthers in terms of need. And value at positions. And yeah, I didn't love Greg Little there, but like Pete said, he he's athletic and he may work out. But uh, that's a good point. I don't know if I'd trade up for him either. Christian Miller, I don't love him. He he was just a guy I felt like in Alabama though that a beneficiary playing on that great team. Um, and then they did draft or sign um, undrafted free agent Elijah Holyfield, Evander's son, mm. who was really good at Georgia. The problem is he ran a four nine at the combine or four eight when he re- retested. And that's an issue. So he could be another kid that makes the team um, really good on the football field, just just not great on the track. The uh, yeah, look, I mean, I, if you don't if you don't like Greg Little, then it's you're, you're not going to like this. But if, if you uh, you know if you're if you like Greg Little and you don't mind surrendering, uh, you know, some um, some draft capital to get him and get him, I think I think one thing that this tells us about their draft is by getting Christian Miller, who's uh, and, and Brian Burns, their first round pick. I think those two guys are are indicative that the Panthers are going to do a lot more uh three four looks than uh outright four three looks. Moving along, Chicago Bears, C. Best pick, fourth round receiver. Riley really doesn't run that well, but he plays faster than his forty times. I think he has a chance to be a quality starter. Worst pick. They didn't really have one because they had just two picks in the first four rounds. Wow, Pete. Way to go on a limb. Well, I'll let you make your point that you made on HQ during the draft show about who their first and second and third round pick was. Yeah, I mean, uh, Khalil Mack. That's always uh, a little bit easier when you got Khalil Mack. And then they, now their first round pick was Khalil Mack. Their second round pick, they traded up, uh, with the Patriots to draft Anthony Miller last year. So I, I get it. Um, you know, they used a third round pick on David Montgomery out of Iowa State. They needed, you know, he's a Jordan Howard replacement, basically. Pete says, I love I, David Montgomery. He is. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's a great pick there. The, the only issue between him and Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs is that Montgomery has a ton of mileage. Yeah. Riley Ridley, if his name's Riley Smith, he's not going in the fourth round. Just a thought. The, this is. Wait, he's not going in the fourth round. He's going later than that, you mean? Yeah. 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 The issue is he ran like a four, almost a four six. Yeah. But you know, yeah. What does he have? Russell Wilson hands. He's actually a really good route runner, just not fast. And maybe that makes sense for Tr- uh, Trubisky, who doesn't need to be throwing the ball more than eight yards down the field anyway. Um, a couple guys, Kareth White in the seventh round and Steven Denmark both. We talked about Steven Denmark on the podcast before the draft. He, he dominated at Valdosta State as a D2 guy. He's huge as a cornerback. Kareth White played with, uh, Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary, uh, yeah, Devin averaged like eight yards a carry. Kareth White averaged six and a half yards a carry. He's not terrible. And actually two guys, Free, undrafted free agents to look out for. Dax Raymond, the tight end in Utah State, super athletic. I thought he might get drafted. And Emmanuel Hall, who I, the scout I talked to, who watched a lot of, uh, covered the, 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 what is that? The Southwest is what it's called, but yeah. told me about Emmanuel Hall. No one, he was the fastest guy he saw on tape last year and he used to catch passes from Drew Locke. So, um, in, injuries were a concern in terms of why he probably didn't get drafted. But again, they have some guys that can make the team. Uh, most importantly, they, they signed a guy named Clifton Duck. Out of Appalachian State. Had you heard of him before? No, I just like the name. Uh, Congratulations, Cliff. Cincinnati Bengals, B-minus. Best pick, fourth-round defensive tackle. Rennell Wren will end up being a steal. He was miscast as a nose tackle at Arizona State. Pete's alma mater, but should flourish in their defense. Worst pick. I am not a big fan of Ryan Finley. Oh, my God. Firing shots at my alma mater and pumping up his alma mater? Their fourth-round quarterback. He might never be more than a career backup. They dra- that's exactly that, that, what they want him to be. Right. They, ideally, he's a career backup for the Bengals. That's what you use your fourth-round pick on. I don't see what the the big problem is. When I look at the Bengals, um, you know, I, I didn't I, – I think – I don't think we – the problem with the Bengals, we didn't know what they wanted to do necessarily. And, and Jordan, they, I think they probably wanted Devin Bush in the first round. Your Steelers moved up and grabbed him in front of them. Um, you know, they grabbed Jonah Williams. 
that's a good that's a good pick there. We don't know about Drew Sample in the second round. I think Jermaine Pratt's a really nice fit for them in the third round. They needed linebacker help, and he he could step in day one and make an impact. Then they came back to the NC State well in round four and took Finley. Uh, Pete pointed out Rennell Wren there. They drafted a guy named Michael Jordan. A Twitter had Michael Jordan jokes as as, as Twitter does. Not a not a blow you away class, but I, I just don't. I think we I think we we're under the impression that the Bengals were trying to. Um, like reboot completely and go in a different direction at the quarterback position. And it's clear that they're willing to sort of see what Zach Taylor can bring as a coach with their current roster. Yeah. It's not like a sexy uh, draft. It's not like, um, it's not what sexy. Taylor did in terms of trading up Drew Sample. We, we discussed he's super athletic, just didn't get a lot of looks. Deshaun Davis in the sixth round. I love he is going to be, he's going to be awesome. I think Bengals going to love that guy. He's a middle linebacker who, um, just pops sort of old school pops people in the mouth guy. And one undrafted guy, Stanley, Morgan Jr. out of Nebraska. He reminds me a little bit of Muhammad Sanu, who they had and probably wish they still had. Uh, I've, I, there's a good chance I feel like he makes the team. He was a really good player at, at Nebraska. And worst case, he can fall back on his being a uh, a retirement fund pension manager. That's right. So he's got that going for him, Stanley Morgan. Cleveland Browns, C+. Plus, best pick, fourth-round pick, Sheldrick Redwine. Sounds like a Game of Thrones name. He's a good size safety you could run. There's value in that. Worst pick. They took kicker Austin Siebert in the fifth round. I never liked that, as Pete points out as well. The Browns got Odell Beckham in the first round. So you sort of have to factor that in when you're bashing the Browns. Greedy Williams in the second round. I would have said that was their best pick. 46 overall for Greedy Williams. That's a steal. Yeah, got Greedy. Um, Mac, Mac, Wilson, Mac Wilson in the fifth. Yeah, Mac Wilson. There were some character concerns there I know about because this athleticism is really good. Uh, and, and a case of another kid that maybe should have stayed in school. And don't forget, Nick Saban said, and he, you know, he's self-serving when he says this, it at least feels like, if you stay in school, you'll get drafted higher. Uh, Mac Wilson and Deontay Thompson, probably a testament to that if had they returned, but you know, they're not. Greedy, uh, doesn't tackle, but <laughs> the 10 other guys on the defense will, so I'm fine with it. I like Taki talking the third too. He's sort of one of these play with your hair and fire type middle, uh, middle linebacker. Yeah. Alright, moving along. The Dallas Cowboys, B minus, best pick. I like second round pick, Tristan Hill. And remember the first round pick was Amari Cooper, a defensive tackle from Central Florida. He's a quick, penetrating lineman who will make a deep unit even deeper. He has to be more focused. Take Pete. Worst pick, I don't like the pick of running back Tony Pollard in the fourth round. They had bigger needs. Uh, again, I, you know, I, I think one thing that comes across to me with the Cowboys, Ryan, is that consistently we think about Jerry Jones running the ship. And, or steering the ship. And I think that this is a Steven Jones operation when it comes to the draft and that they take it out of Jerry's hand for the large part. He gets to do the glad handing and the camera mugging and all that, but they just don't, their drafts are never like really that splashy anymore. No, uh, guy to watch undrafted free agent, Jalen guy, uh, Jalen Guyton. Yeah. Um, wide receiver in North Texas. He played along. Um, he's the kid that we talked about prior. I, he played, went to high school, played high school football with Kyler Murray, caught passes from him. Was a Notre Dame kid, and then went to North Texas. He's like six feet, ran like a four, four. Like he, there's some upside there. Uh, there's a chance he makes a team. And I'm trying to think. Jalen Jelks, a seventh round pick out of uh, Oregon. Uh, I wish he he wasn't that fun to watch. He was actually sort of frustrating. A lot of talent in terms of athleticism, just never put it together. I'm okay with Tony Pollard in the third round. He's a jack-of-all-trades guy, not really a master of any, but if you can find a, a way to use him in sort of an Anto- Antoine Randall old-school reference sort of way, you know, he, you could find some value in the fourth round. Denver Broncos, B+. Plus. Best pick, second-round quarterback Drew Locke will pay off big for this franchise, Prisco says. They will look back on the pick someday and think what a bargain he was in that round. Worst pick, I like their first four picks, so it's tough to find one. I might have gone in a different direction than taking Dalton Reisner in the second round. That's being nitpicky. Well, that's your job, Pete. You're supposed to nitpick. Um, I, I like this draft by John Elway. I was surprised, honestly. Noah Fant, 20th overall, after they traded down with the Steelers in that, in that Devin Bush deal. Um, that's a, they, you have to get a tight end in Joe Flacco's offense. Then they come back in the second round. They get, as we mentioned, Dalton Reisner. Um, maybe you don't like him, but they need offensive line help and he's, he's physical and can step in and play right tackle right away, right? And then, uh, Drew Locke, second, second round, 42nd overall. People had them taking Drew Locke in the first round, a 10th overall. So you get in there. And if he's if he can give you anything as a quarterback, that's big value. So I think being able to get Noah Fant, Dalton Reiser, and then add Drew Locke, and then pile on with um, Jermont Jones and Justin Hollins, really nice work by by John Elway. I'm surprised I like it. Yeah, I give him a lot of credit. He and um, 
Dan Snyder both for not being impulsive in the first <laughs> round. They signed Brett Rippon, undrafted free agent at Boise State. A lot of people liked him as their number five or number six quarterback. So maybe Mark, there's a Mark Rippon's son or nephew. I think that yeah, I think it's like nephew. Yeah, it's not actual. Yeah, not yeah. I, I, yeah, he's got an arm, man. He's got a hose too. Uh, the you want to keep going? Or you make... Yeah, I'm done. All right, Detroit Lions. C. Best pick, fifth round corner, Amani Oruwerli. 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 Damn it. Close. Yeah, that's, I, I struggled all year. It was great value. There were some scouts who thought he'd go a lot higher. The Lions have a need to. It makes sense. Worst pick. I don't, I didn't love fourth round pass rusher Austin Bryant. Weird. He was the fourth guy on a dominant Clemson line. How good is he? Well, he's the fourth, he started for Clemson for multiple that, years. That actually, I agree. Pete is on to something. I mean, Dexter Lawrence, Christian Wilkins, and Clee Farrell, and Austin Bryant was the guy we never talked about because he never did anything. Why isn't he making plays? That's well, a fair question. Maybe, maybe he was hurt. I don't know, but. Well, it's like, know, it's like, um, you, you know, you put, uh, I'll, I'll just make fun of myself instead. Um, you know, you put you and Pete and BMAC and all those guys on the draft show. It's easy to look good when you're the, you know, when you're me. I don't mean I don't have to do anything. You're the Austin Bryant. Is that what you're saying? I'm the Austin Bryant. How do you think Austin Bryant would take that news? Like a <laughs> you see that guy over there in that blazer wearing the loafers with no socks? That's you, buddy. <laughs> be, be irate. Uh, the Lions, <laughs> the Lions went with TJ Hawkinson in the first round. Um, Jelani Tavai at a linebacker out of Hawaii in the second round. Hawaii? Will Harris, safety out of Boston College in the third. Austin Bryant. I mean, they, they put it, they, they wanted it. You can tell that they are going to be a defense run team and they're going to have three tight ends blocking because they came back later and drafted, uh, uh, Isaac Nauta, tight end out of, out of Georgia and also got Ty Johnson running back out of Maryland. Nice little pick there. It's, I mean, interesting class. It's also not sexy at all. I mean, there's no, no splash. I, I just don't know what the Lions are going to be. And I think that when you look at Detroit, and you look at how much better maybe the Packers got and how much better the, the Vikings got and how good the Bears are. It's a tough, it's a rough spot to be in, rough neighborhood. Travis Fulgham in the sixth round. I talked to him before the combine. He reminds me a little bit of Marvin Jones. He's not fast, but he's big and he's strong at the point of attack and all the other stuff. He could be a guy that sort of surprises, but apparently the Lions paid a lot of attention to old ODU, Old Dominion, because they also signed his, uh, his running mate, John Duhart, who actually made a lot of nice plays there, too. Another tight end they signed, an undirected free agent, Donald Parham out of Stetson. He was the, the senior ball. He's 6'8". He weighs like 235, so maybe they're going to convert him either into sort of a split-in type, a big receiver, big slot type guy, or he's just going to dominate the, the rec basketball league. The Green Bay Packers get a B. Best pick, third-round pick, Jay Sternberger. What a nice dimension to the offense of the passing game. Aaron Rodgers will love his game. Worst pick. I did love the pick of Rashawn Gary in the first round. He's an athletic kid, but where was the production last season? I agree, and I also think it's being heavily undersold that Rashawn Gary has a torn labrum. I mean, there's a what happens if he has to have surgery before the season? That's a major, major concern. Shaq Lawson had surgery in May when he was drafted. He played 10 games. But he hasn't dominated. I mean, or maybe, yeah, maybe he needs soldier surgery before. I, mean, I, I just think, yeah. I, look, I, I don't think an injury should scare you off a guy you really believe in. But if you are drafting somebody with, who's going to need shoulder surgery, you have to understand you might not have them in the first year. They got Darnell Savage when they came back in the first round. Um, with the, you know, the, or they traded up, excuse me, in the first round. They had those two picks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Elton Jenkins, Jay Sternberger, Kiki Kingsley, or Kingsley, Kingsley Kiki? No, Kiki. Yeah, you got it. First time. But oh, draft tracker has it backwards, so it's Kiki Kingsley. Yeah. Okay, has it has it wrong? Kadar Holliman, Dexter Williams, Ty Summers, pretty good draft for the Packers. I, I, again, it's all going to come down to Matt Lafleur and, and how he fits with um, with Aaron Rodgers. Right? Uh, it's going to come down. It's just going to come down to Aaron Rodgers. You got to say about the Matt Lafleur part. That's true. Houston Texans C minus third round tight end Khalil Waring has a chance to be special. That's the best pick. He's raw but has a ton of athletic ability. Worst pick. It was first round. Tackle, and I'm reading these from Pete Prisco in case people don't know that. It was first round tackle, Titus Howard coming from Alabama State. He will force, be forced to make a big jump as a rookie. Can he? We talked about this on the, um, maybe in our winners and losers. It's just, look, you got sniped. You wanted Andre Dillard at 23 and the Eagles traded up and got him, beat you to him. Then you come back, you have to take Titus Howard out of Alabama State. That is a, Pete's right. It's a huge jump. You got to go from Alabama State. And be the starting left tackle, presumably, for Deshaun Watson, who's very mobile. That's not going to be easy. Max Sharping in the third round, that's helpful that they added him. I like the warring pick, too. Uh, very raw, I mean, like a raw and uh, potential monster upside guy. And then they took Lonnie Johnson in the second round, a cornerback out of, out of uh, Kentucky. Charles Aminahue, defensive lineman out of Texas. I, mean, I don't mind the draft. I just think they didn't address – I mean, I don't think they necessarily solved their biggest problem. 
If you looked at the, just the positions, not the name, you'd be like, they hit a home run. But Titus Howard, he'll play on the right, right side. At least that's, that's right. where he played at Alabama State. He had a really good game against Auburn, but he's he's playing against FCS guys. That's a concern. Same with Max Sharping, who's who was the left tackle in college. Uh, he's not raw. He's he's a really good technician. But again, competition. Lonnie Johnson's raw, the cornerback out of um, Kentucky, and then Waring's raw as well. So you have a lot of guys that with no experience that are going to need to play right away. So 62 sacks for Deshaun Watson. Uh, it, he might get sacked 50 times this year. I guess that's improvement. Colt's going to be minus best, best pick. Second round receiver, Paris Campbell can fly. He will be a force in their offense with Andrew Luck. Worst pick. Second round pick, Ben Banagu has the speed to become an effective rusher, but he needs a lot of seizing. It may take some time. This is where I think, uh, Chris Ballard did a good work. You know, he trades down in the first round, uh, gets the Redskins second round pick and a future 2020 second round pick. They, they come up and get Montez Sweat. And he takes Rakia Sin out of Temple, second, uh, second round, 34th overall, grabs Banagu, from Texas Tech, or Texas, Texas TCU, excuse me, 49th mm-hmm. overall. Paris Campbell, I loved in the second round. Three second round picks. Bobby Okariki out of Stanford. And I get it. Okariki and Benagu aren't ready to play like right now as, and be consistent guys. But, you know, Ballard killed it last year in the second round. And I, I would, I would, in, in this area, and I would tend to think that, you know, they have enough talent where they don't have to throw these guys in right away. Yeah, I, I didn't like Okariki. Uh, third round's fine. He's like long arm, super athletic. He didn't tackle anyone. Banigu I actually like a lot. And uh, Ballard said after the draft, or told told reporters, I believe, or maybe the scout who drafted him told reporters that they might find new and interesting ways to use him. He played outside. He actually took some reps inside of the linebacker at the Senior Bowl, but I don't think he'll play there. The best best development for me in terms of Paris Campbell is I know they have Paris Campbell and T.Y. Hilton, so I can continue to call him Paris Hilton and not feel bad about it. <laughs> and one guy they, they signed as an undrafted free agent, Penny Hart, who sort of Georgia State guy showed up at the Senior Bowl, and when he left – People were like, oh, we saw Andy Isabella and loved him, and we saw Penny Hart and loved him. But he just had a terrible um, pro day. Uh, he ran really slow. Uh, he said he was injured, so we'll see if he's able to sort of build off the, the senior bowl and not so much the, the pro day stuff. Jaguars, B-plus, best pick. I will go with their first-round pick, Josh Allen. I had one GM tell me he might be the best player in the draft. He will improve a pass rush that needed help. Worst pick, third-round linebacker Quincy Williams is a bit of a risk. A lot of personnel people had him as an undrafted free agent. But the Jaguars loved his speed and explosive playmaking. Uh, we look at the Jaguars, and it's hard not to like what they did. Josh Allen and Juwan Taylor, I mean, that's first and second-round picks. Those are two guys that they we thought they would consider at seven. Uh, they didn't think, as Pete noted, you know, the Jaguars didn't think Josh Allen would be there. And then he adds, he thought that he would go three or four or five. Yeah, that's how that works. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know Quincy Williams' backstory, right? No. Quentin Williams' brother, older brother. What? He ran a four or five and change at uh, whatever workout they had him at. He wasn't at the combine, and he he played at Murray State. And I remember hearing about him like in passing like a month ago, and I was like, okay, I'm not watching Murray State. I don't have time for that. Uh, the Jaguars watch Murray State, and he's like a he, maybe he's Darius Leonard. We'll find out. Third round, I don't care. I'm fine with that. Josh Oliver is actually more raw than Quincy Williams. Um, he's a really High upside guy, but again, he's not going to contribute right away. It's, you know, typically pretty hard for, for tight ends to do that. And I'll say Rock Armstead, the fifth round pick. I like that guy a lot. He runs angry. He runs hard. He scored six touchdowns in a game, uh, last year. Had a sack in a game against Tulane because they were down defensive players. So he can do a lot. Kansas City Chiefs, C plus. Best pick. Second round safety, Juan Thornhill. We have him a nice rangy player on the back end. He's perfect for the way the game is played now. Worst pick. I know second round receiver McCall Hardman can fly, but I thought there were better options on the board when they made the pick. To me, you look at Kansas City's draft and it comes down to two things. One, um, you know, you trade your first round pick for Frank Clark. That's, you have to factor that in when you talk about this. They, you know, they got better on defense with Kalen Saunders out of Will, uh, is Western Illinois, I think. Oh, Western Illinois. I was like, Wilmington? Um, <laughs> Juan Thornhill, as Pete mentioned, and then, um, uh, you know, they got Rashad Fenton at cornerback in the sixth round, whatever. Uh, and then Frank Clark. I mean, that's a big deal. And then the, the Tyreek Hill stuff. We don't know how it's going to play out. Um, but it, suffice to say, a lot of people believe that Tyreek Hill might not be on the Chiefs next year, or certainly won't be playing, uh, every single game. McCall Hardman, 5'10", 187, burner down the field out of Georgia. He would be that replacement there. I, I might have preferred Paris Campbell, but I, I'm not going to question Andy Reid's ability to, to hide. Well, the problem is that Paris Campbell never ran deep routes. He's only ran a bunch of underneath stuff. That's not his fault. Right. But McCall yeah. Hardman, he, he's, he's going to be good, man. 
Uh, Colin Saunders is a bowling ball. Uh, two guys that they signed uh, to keep an eye on. Jamal Custis, a 6'5 wide receiver out of Syracuse. He needs to play with more consistency, but he's a big guy, a big target down the field. Mark Fields, a Clemson cornerback. He played off uh, Trayvon Mullen. Some people thought he might get drafted. And finally, um, what face do you think that uh, Pat Shermer was making when he found out that his son Kyle Shermer signed with the Chiefs? Was he happier than the face he had sitting next to Dave Gettleman during the press conference? When Dave Gettleman's like, uh, you know, Eli might, we might sit Daniel Jones for three years while we all get fired. Uh, I would guess he was happy. I would guess Pat Shermer. Actually, I bet Pat Shermer had the same face. Cause I think. <laughs> That's R- his face. RPL or RSF, resting Shermer face. Uh, what's next? The next team is the Chargers. B plus. I love first round pick Jerry Tillery. Once he becomes a bit more consistent, he can be a dominant player. Third round tackle Trey Pipkins. It's like, sounds like Chip Patterson's alter ego's cousin from Sioux Falls. Seemed like a reach and some personal people I talked said it was just that. Um, if you look at it, I, the Chargers didn't have a sexy draft, but I got to tell you, Ryan, I think the Chargers are the best team uh, in that division and maybe one of the top contenders for the Super Bowl. Just because they continue to develop, like they continue to have just quality drafts. I mean, Tom Telesco is doing a really nice job. Uh, Nasir Adderley in the second round, a very good pickup there. They've got a defense that could be really dangerous this year. By the way, their last, the sixth and seventh round picks, uh, Ed Boule out of, where'd he go? He went to Houston. Yep. He's a fantastic athlete. He's a crazy good athlete, just raw. So he can play inside and outside. And then Cortez Broughton out of Cincinnati, they got in the seventh round. That guy is awesome. A little more consistency, but he like splits gaps. He's blowing people up. So they have depth there on that defense. It was always really, already really, really good. And don't forget Nasir Adderley plus Derwin James. All uh, right. right, yeah, no, I, I, Nasir Adderley, Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Jerry Tillery, Justin Jones. I mean, this is a is it Justin Jones? Yes, Justin Jones at NC State, not Justin Jackson, the running back. This is a this is defense is really good. And if they're linebacker, if Denzel Perryman and the linebackers stay healthy, they can be dangerous. Rams, B, best pick, third round tackle, Bobby Evans impressed me leading up to the draft and could be the player to take over when Andrew Whitworth retires. Worst pick, I like third round pick, Daryl Henderson, but did they really need to use a pick on that back that high? What's that say about Todd Gurley's knee? Well, Pete, it says that Todd Gurley's knee is in bad shape and they badly needed to get a running back. I, I don't mind the Daryl Henderson pick. He's a stud, man. He's explosive guy. 70th overall, that's when you, um, you know, that's when you, that's when you want to, Get a running back, I think. The worst pick is when they decided to, to sign Todd Gurley to the contract. That's the worst pick. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, yep, David Long, I like the cornerback out of Michigan. He's actually ironically short, but um, he's super physical. Um, Greg Gaines, Pete really liked him a lot. Actually, I didn't watch him. Um, Taylor Rapp ran the 478. That was concerned. People feel like he was first-round talent, but the, the speed, the time speed, he plays faster than that hurt him. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll rip through the rest of the teams in the NFL and their draft grades. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, diving right back in. Miami Dolphins, B from Pete Briscoe. Best pick. It was their first one. Defensive tackle Christian Wilkins. He will be a star. He got my only A-plus in my first-round grades. Worst pick. They didn't really have any. I gave him a B, but they didn't really have any bad picks. But fifth-round linebacker Andrew Van Ginkle was probably taken a little too high. Um, I don't know, did Pete not factor in Josh Rosen here? Because I think that's a bad grade. Yeah, Josh Rosen is the best quarterback in this draft class. They got him for a second-round pick. That, to me, is a win. Uh, two guys that were undrafted but signed, Terrell Hanks, Mexico State. Great athlete linebacker, ran a slow time, but he had a really good senior bowl. And then Preston Williams, off the field, has uh, kind of been, can be described as having a not not great off the field. A lot of red flags. Six <laughs> four. He is a specimen. He's if he had run better than the, I think he ran a four five or four six at his pro day. If he'd ran sub four five, he would have gotten drafted maybe even day two, uh, because you know you can overlook that. 
off-field stuff if you're if you're balling out. So he can make that team for the Dolphins. Hey, and look again. You get Josh Rosen. We talked about that a billion times this weekend. We're not going to spend another thirty minutes talking about Josh Rosen. Uh, Christian Wilkins and Josh Rosen is a really nice one-two punch in terms of in terms of coming out of this draft. I commend the uh, the Dolphins for that work, and and I think they're building it the right way. And they're not and they're not tanking for Tua, so we can move on. They're also not they're not tanking, but they're also not forced into taking. They they can take a, a quarterback next year if they want. Vikings, B plus, best pick. They're not taking a quarterback next year. They can if they want, if Josh Rosen doesn't look good. I think fourth round guard, Drew Samia, will be a quality starter, maybe right away. He is a nasty brawler. Worst pick, third round pick, Alexander Madison has some ability, but it might have been a round too high for him. I, hard not to like what the, um, what the Vikings did, right? Garrett Bradbury, first round, Drew Samia, fourth round out of Oklahoma. You, you improve your offensive line. You add, uh, Alexander Madison for, in the third round for depth. At running back position, whatever. But then Irv Smith, and there's a decent chance that Kyle Rudolph is not on this team next year. They can still trade him or cut him, uh, potentially. And so you, you made your offense a lot better in those first three rounds. Yeah, you had to improve the offensive line. They got a bunch of, they got three, it looks like, uh, in the draft and they signed a handful more in free agency. So you just got to keep going till you find those guys. Uh, Dylan Mitchell, the wide receiver out of Oregon went in the seventh round. I thought he might go higher than that. Um, he's a really good player. Um, not day two good apparently, but day three good, and he has a chance to make the team. Patriots A plus. I love second round corner Jawan Williams. He was the captain of my better than team. Guys, I love more than the scouts. Humble brag. Worst pick. I know they need receiver help, but first round pick in Kill Harry doesn't run well, and I think they need to get faster. I keep saying that, and the Patriots just don't. They don't care. Like they don't care about being that much faster. They run their game. Inkeel Harry first round. We talked about the Patriots a bunch. Uh, anything else you want? I mean, Jawan Williams, quarterback out of Vandy, second round. Chase Venovich, who might be better than Rashawn Gary in the third round. Damian Harris, third round. They're going to run the ball a lot this year. Yadni Kajus, fourth, third round. Uh, yeah, let, let's go over the name. Just so, so the Arkansas kid. He's from Denmark. Yo, Yoholt Froholt. You're close. Yelda apparently. Say Yelda Froholt, who. I had as my pick to rule Westeros at the end of Game of Thrones. Yeah, he could. He could be the new uh, Tormund, if you like. <laughs> um, and then they got Jared Stidham, who uh, breach as he did. Jar- oh, by the way. Yes. They signed your boy Jacoby Myers in, in free agency. That's a great pickup. Myers is a, a bigger-bodied slot guy who is probably going to make that team and uh, probably lead the Patriots in receiving next year. That's a joke. Yeah, right, so, so. It's a joke. It's a joke. Saints, B, B minus. Best pick. I was trading up to Lance Center, Eric McCoy in the second round. They had to get a replacement for the retired Max Unger. Worst pick. They didn't have, they didn't have a worst pick because they didn't have, uh, many, um, many picks. Okay. Many picks, indeed. Many so picks. Chauncey Gardner Johnson, round four. That was, I thought he was day two pick, no worse than that. Alize Mack in the seventh round, uh, the tight end out of Notre Dame. Super athletic, needs to play with more consistency. Caden Ellis was just a linebacker to Idaho, another great athlete, a guy they brought in for a private visit. So the funny thing is, Caden Ellis, I saw his name a bunch on the one I was looking over the private visits list, and the, the Saints, Saints grabbed him there. Name to watch in terms of free agency, Carl Granderson, the uh, edge rusher out of Wyoming. Uh, he has a chance to, to play. And Divine Zigbo, the running back out of Nebraska, didn't get invited to the combine, but he was actually a really good player. I was sort of surprised he did not uh, get to go to the combine. Giants, B+. Plus. Best no pick. way. Yeah, that's serious. Uh, best pick, Daniel Jones will be a no, – excuse me. I love the pick of defensive tackle, Dexter Lawrence, the 17th pick of the first round. He will be a force on their defense. Worst pick, third-round edge rusher. Oh, God. Oshani Imines. Oshane Zimenez. Oshane Zimenez. Oshane Imines. He's the closer for the Braves. That's the guy I was trying to think of. Did I pronounce his name like it's Spanish? I know. <laughs> What's it? How do you say it again? O'Shane, just like that. Just don't even. O'Shane like and Ximenez. Ximenez. Um, no, just Ximenez. I'm kidding. Um, we should just do a podcast where yeah, I try to pronounce names. You the you, names. Yeah, you tell me what they By are. the way, quickly, here's the, here's the thing. That first round, I hate. Daniel Jones, Dex Lawrence, Dinger Baker. DeAndre Baker's the best pick of the group. So what if they got instead? Uh, and they traded up to get DeAndre Baker. They had a 37th pick. You yeah. get Josh Allen, Dexter Lawrence, who's fine there, and then you you wait to 37, and you take Drew Locke. I mean, yeah, we'd be talking about a lot better. Now, look, again, this is it was a good draft. It wasn't a bad draft. They get Julian Love in the fourth round. Um, Ryan Connolly, Wisconsin linebacker in the fifth. Darius Slayton, wide receiver at Auburn later. Corey Ballantyne, 
Um, right, by the way, quickly, Corey Valentine, Corey Valentine, I talked to him. He went to Washburn in small school and, and D2 school in, in Kansas. Uh, really nice guy, and he was talking about the process of going from D2 to Senior Bowl and how overwhelming it was. He actually – I was at the airport Sunday getting ready to fly out, and I he got shot. He was shot at a party in Kansas. Oh, yeah, that's right. His teammate was killed. He's supposed to be okay, but, I mean, that's – That's crazy. It, yeah, just wrong place, wrong time. I don't know about that, but that's certainly a terrible way to, to – Kickstart It's a terrible thing to deal with no matter yeah. the situation. No kidding. Um, and, look, again, the Giants are going to be judged on – Daniel Jones. That's just how it's how it's going to be judged. Jets B plus best pick. It was their first defensive tackle, Quentin Williams. This kid will be a dominant player for a long time on their line. Worst pick. It's hard to find one, but I might go with second round pass rusher Jakai Polite because of his off field issues. But as a player, he can be in the third round. By the way, did he put second round? Yeah, it was third round. Uh, it was their second overall pick. They didn't have a second round pick from the Sam Darnold trade last year, so you you know you can't bang them too much for that. Um, but Quinton Williams at third overall, that's an A. Second year in a row, they've been third overall. They've gotten a player they didn't think they were going to get. Um, Polite was talked about as a first round pick for a lot of this for a long stretch. If you can get him into shape and get it and make him good and he plays well, it's a it's an absolute steal. Of course, it could be a disaster. Anybody stand out to you in the late picks? Uh, round five, Blake Cashman in Minnesota. He's awesome. He's okay. actually people in New York are going to love him. Uh, your guy Greg Dorch was undrafted free agent. And they must love North Carolina because they got Jalen Moore, the running back at App State, too. Yeah, seriously. Why do they love North Carolina so much? Mm-hmm. All right, Raiders for Pete Prisco. Not a fan. B minus. Best pick. Taking running back Josh Jacobs with the 24th pick was a good move. I don't usually like taking backs in the first round, but he was one of the best players in the draft. In that, in that spot, it's okay. Worst pick. I didn't like taking defensive in Cleveland Farrell with the fourth overall pick. There were better defensive players on the board. That's fine. If Cleveland Farrell is awesome, then Pete's – point is sort of uh null and void right exactly i mean he could be if he's a top five player and what if josh allen turns out not to be very good I, i'm fine with that they felt differently but 31 other teams and a bunch of draft media people didn't agree in terms of all the crazy things they could have done that isn't very high up there i think the best pick for for the raiders and i'm not even kidding fifth round hunter Rinfro. he's gonna be <laughs> security blanket for Derek carr and uh that will be something we'll be talking about two players that i like uh Tavon Coney, the linebacker at Notre Dame, they signed in free agency. He's a really good player. Uh, chance to make the team they need help on defense. And Keelan Doss, wide receiver at UC Davis, another FCS guy, big player, good hands, so on and so forth. I question whether or not the Raiders' plan will actually work out and the Raiders will actually be good at football this year. I, I just, I don't think it's going to necessarily happen, but I do give them credit for the way that they have rebuilt this team. You add the pass rusher, you get the safety, um, you get the cornerback and Trayvon Mullen there in the second round. You add Hunter Renfro to Tyrell Williams, Antonio Brown, JJ Nelson, uh, you know, Josh Jacobs at the running back position. You need some tight end help, but all in all, I mean, John Gruden and Mike Mayock have done a good job. Sorry, getting this team where it should be competitive and not just absolutely terrible the way that it was in, in 2018. Eagles, B minus. How are we only on the P's? Um, second round pick, Miles Sanders has a chance to be a 1200 yard runner in a year or two. He has that type of ability. Worst pick. I don't love the pick of receiver JJ Arcega Whiteside in the second round. He ran well, but he didn't seem to play to that speed. You know what I said to Pete when he said that to me? Two words. Alshon Jeffrey, which yeah, is who he reminds me of. Wow. Except, except he's faster than Alshon. And if you're okay with that, then you should be okay with J.J. Arcega Whiteside. The, the thing with the Eagles is that it's hard to get too worked up about them because they, A, they're good at drafting and have shown that repeatedly. Howie Rosen knows what he's doing. Um, and they maneuver the board really well. They trade up and get Andre Dillard. That's a great spot. I mean, you know, look, this is a guy who's not going to have to play, hopefully, in year one. If he does have to play, it means Jason Peters got hurt and you've got to tackle to save Carson Wentz. Uh, you had our single white side, Miles Sanders. You got better on offense. They only had one, they only had two picks after the third round, after the second round. Fourth. Yeah, Clayton Thorson. Some people talked about him as possible third round pick, the Northwestern quarterback. Doesn't take chances, but he doesn't make mistakes. So, you know, clearly he felt like a Patriots guy, but he lasted till the fifth. And the Patriots got, uh, we'll talk about that in a second, but, well, we already did the Patriots. They got, um, Jared Stidham, who I like to, but Clayton Thorson could be one of those Nick Foles type backups that plays forever. Where did the, where did the Eagles picks all go? Like five. Five they picks. just used to draft people. I don't remember. Oh, weird. That's I mean, it's bizarre that they only ended up with um, five picks. DeAndre Tompkins, a wide receiver at Penn State, who's not DeAndre Hopkins. They got as a undrafted free agent. Moving along, 
Pittsburgh Steelers, B, best pick. I think third-round corner Justin Lane has a chance to be a good starter. He is long and can cover. The Steelers need that. Worst pick, third-round receiver Deontay Johnson is a smallish Mac receiver, which makes him a little bit of a risk. I'll tell you what's risky, Pete. Questioning yeah, say, questioning yep. Kevin Colbert taking a smallish Mac receiver in the third round. That's Why risky. Why does Pete hate small people? Because he's, he has, he's a small person himself. And he has insecurities about how he looks and how he feels, knowing how small he is. I thought the best pick was Devin Bush. They traded up, yep. gave a third-round pick this year, uh, second-round pick this year, third-round pick next year for one of the best players in the draft. I actually liked him, I liked him better than, than Devin White. Justin Lane I liked with Pete as well. Uh, and the the sixth round, they got Sutton Smith, who was this insane edge rusher, Northern Illinois, I believe. I can't, I can't never remember. Is that where Sutton played? Uh, that is where Sutton played, yes. 234, that's what he weighs as an edge rusher. So he's going to have to move inside. Yeah. Probably be a special teams guy. Isaiah Bugs played at um, Bama. At Alabama, obviously. Uh, Ulysses Grant went to Akron, another smallish guy that's going to have to move around. So these these are like special teams guys that you pick up. Um, in terms, of, I don't think they signed anyone in free agency that actually caught my attention. I, yeah. I, I like I like grabbing Benny Snell because if James Conner gets hurt, as he's been known to, I mean he's been injured a lot and in throughout his college and pro career. Um, if you you know you don't want to lean on Jalen Samuels for twelve games as a starting exactly. running back. And so he's Benny, a bowling ball. Yeah, Benny Snell is not a. I mean he's not a. He's not going to. I mean, look. The, I'd say the other thing too. When Le'Veon Bell came out and the Steelers drafted him, he was called a plotter. Yeah. Also, and, funny you say that. Guess what number Benny Snell's wearing? Le'Veon Bell's number. And he actually tweeted out, "This is my number now." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing. I, I I would give the Steelers an A for this draft. I really like what they did. Um, they added defensive help. Get a Mac receiver who's probably going to be a Pro Bowler in a couple of years. Devin Bush replaces Shazier, and Benny Snell gives you depth at that position. I I I think the Steelers are in great shape. They're going to win that division. San Francisco 49ers, C, best pick. It was their first defensive end, Nick Bosa. He has star potential written all over him, and the Cardinals regret passing him. Plus, I love his political tweets. Wow, that's a weird thing to put in a grades. <laughs> weird thing to put in a grades article, Pete. Uh, he's going to be so angry when he hears that. <laughs> yeah, he is. He won't hear it. Uh, worst pick. They took, he did, Pete didn't actually say that, people. Worst pick. They took punter Mitch Wyshynski, Wyshnowski in the fourth round. Why? You don't draft punters this early, if at all. I don't care how good he is and can be. Uh, uh, that's fine. Debo Samuel, I love that pick in the second round. He's a four-down player. He reminds me a little bit of um, uh, Brandon Cooks. Um, not quite as thick, but he's 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 a good player. Jalen Hurd, actually, I was sort of surprised that he went that high. He's just raw. He's a former running back, transferred from Tennessee to Baylor, played wide receiver. He's six four, I think. He's crazy tall, um, and he's fast. So I have no issue with that. Caden Smith was the tight end out of Stanford. Who, if he had run faster, Stanford, not Stanford, he he would have been a day two pick. But got him sixth round. He's sort of in middle of the middle of the field safety net for Jimmy GQ. Um, yeah, I look. It's going to come down to the evaluation of Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurd because mm-hmm. there was there were a lot of guys on the board receivers that they could have taken that I think the general consensus, the draft Twitterati, if you will, uh, would have mm-hmm. preferred. And that's fine and dandy. Um, if Debo Samuel is as good as he can be and he's healthy. He, he's going to be a player in that, in that Kyle Shanahan yeah. offense. And it's the same with, um, no. Cleve Farrell. We don't know. Yeah. This, this team needs to get involved in the playoff hunt or else there might be somebody getting fired. Um, who's next? Seattle Seahawks. By the way, you get to pee and you think we're halfway through the alphabet. Oh my God. We're only halfway through. We're like 50 minutes into this podcast. We're only like seven teams after P. So that's good. Seattle nice. Seahawks B. I think they landed best pick. I think they landed a big time steal at fourth round receiver Gary Jennings Jr. The kid can fly. Worst pick. I think they took second round safety Marquise Blair around too high. I know they need range back there, but they had other needs. They took uh, L.J. Collier in the first round. I think the biggest concern if you have if you're a Seahawks fan is is L.J. Collier going to be able to replace Frank Clark, who they no. lost in the first round. He's not a pass rusher. He's a set the edge guy. Described as "quote unquote" heavy hands, which means he's good at disposing of offensive linemen, but he doesn't get after it. The thing is, he played on the other side of the line uh, as Banigou, and Banigou was the sort of athlete. This guy's extremely strong, more James Harrison, I feel like, than Frank Clark. I was okay with Marquise Blair. They got DK Metcalf, which I thought was huge at the bottom of the second round. Gary Jennings. It's funny that Pete loves him, but doesn't like DK. Gary Jennings dropped a lot of balls. They both ran terrible three cone yeah. drills, and he kept talking about Bendy with DK Metcalf. I don't think Gary Jones is either. I like him. He's a big slot guy. Ben Burkirvin was our guy, Chris Trapasso's favorite, one of his favorite players. They got him in the fifth round as a linebacker. Wait, did DK go in the second round or third round? 
bottom, very last pick of the second round. Oh wow! Second. Okay, I thought it was. Right, that's not bad. I mean, you look. You're, they're going to look back on it. It's not like you're going to be like he was the 64th overall pick. They'll be like he was a second round pick. He right, fell in the exactly. second round. That's something I was thinking. He fell in the third round. So that's I. I, I like the Seahawks draft. I, I, I'll tell you what I really liked is they came into the draft with no picks. And they left with a ton of draft picks, like a ton of like draft selections. That's good. I like that. Um, Pete Carroll took his shirt off in front of DK Metcalf. That was incredible too. They tweeted that out. Uh, Ben Burkhurvin out of Washington, Uko Chukwu Amadi out of Oregon. He goes by Ugo, so I'll save you the trouble. Ugo Amadi, thank you, Ugo. Everyone should do that. Um, Phil Haynes, lineman out of uh, Wake Forest. It's actually a pretty nice little pick there in the fourth round. Yeah, the, good draft by the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks did a good job reloading. We'll see. It's a uh, look. That's a tough, it's a tough division, man. It's going to be hard to win in that division. But I think the Seahawks are, are perfectly capable of it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers best pick. I love C plus. I love first round. Uh, the Seahawks, by the way, got a B. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers best pick. I love first round linebacker Devin White. He flies to the football. My friend Devin White. Why does the speed teams need to have all, all have these days with all the spread out offenses? Worst pick. Why did they take a kicker again? They took Matt Gay in the fifth round, which means they didn't learn from Robert Aguayo fiasco from the past. You they signed him in the second. Know, Relax. It's not the same thing. You sign kickers. You don't draft them. <laughs> All right, Petey. I will say that if I, I, I wouldn't want to be drafted by the Tampa, by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a kicker. Cause people are just right. going to, you know, like at any point, um, sign one, develop him and, and, and figure it out. Uh, I don't mind this draft by the Buccaneers. It doesn't blow me away. By the way, the name to watch is free agency. They signed Anthony Johnson, wide receiver at Buffalo, caught passes from Tree Jackson. He's good. He's a big guy. Um, didn't run great, and that's probably why he slipped. But he's a guy that can make the team. Um, they got a lot of defensive guys early on, which I thought was sort of funny. Uh, this is what we're terrible at, so this is what we're going to address, and I give him credit for that. This is an interesting team. I, I don't know what to do. I mean, Todd Bowles should improve the defense as a defensive coordinator. All due respect to our uh, colleague, Mike Smith. You know, I think this is a team that now with Jason Pierre-Paul, Gerald McCoy, Vita VA, Carl Nassib, William Golston, Noah Spence, Bo Allen on the defensive line, um, you know, and then a three, four, you run this three, four defense, I assume, with Shaq Barrett, Kendall Beckwith, Devin White, Levante David at linebacker. Their secondary, Justin Evans is pretty good, but their secondary is just a problem. And so, if they, if some of these guys can cover for a little bit, they can be kind of interesting. Tennessee Titans C, best pick, taking defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons in the first round is risky because he's coming off a torn ACL, but he will pay off in a big way. The kid is a force. Worst pick, third round guard Nate Davis is a project who will need time to develop. I didn't love that pick. Let's see. AJ Brown's awesome. Amani Hooker in the fourth is awesome. He's a ball hawk in the back end of that defense. Who did not, who didn't Pete like? Uh, Pete did not like Nate Davis. Oh, yeah, he's a project. Um, but he's good. He's a tackle guard. He'll probably kick inside the guard. DeAndre Walker in the fifth round. I thought he might be a third round pick. He had a huge game against Jonah Williams when Georgia played Alabama. Dave Long Jr. is so much fun to watch in the middle of the uh, West Virginia defense. He, you can't, you can't, you have to, he has to be able to, to make plays without taking on blocks. He's sort of smallish, but he is a firecracker. So, um, this is a good draft. Yeah, I like this draft too. And you're not asking Jeffrey Simmons to come in right away because, I mean, he's coming off a torn ACL. I don't love how the Titans didn't address pass rush. I mean, they got DeAndre Walker. I mean, it's a fifth-round pick. Like, you can't – I mean, if he's a starter, it's great. Uh, and, but you can't bank on that. That's right. Yeah, I mean, like, they have Cameron Wake, uh, uh, Daquan Jones. Oh, hey, they have Harold Landry. Yeah. So that, they got Harold Landry. I mean, if man, if DeAndre Walker is, pans out, you got Harold Landry, DeAndre Walker. I like I like this Titans team. I think it's gonna be really good this year. So that's, yeah. Well, that's, it's all comes out of Mariota. Yeah. If Mariota, if all, all comes out of Ryan Finley, right? Um, <laughs> Washington Redskins, our final pick, final grade. Washington Redskins, a best pick. It was the first one when they took quarterback Dwayne Haskins in the first round. He'll be their long term guy and could end up as the best quarterback in this draft. Worst pick. I didn't like to pick a fourth round running back, Bryce Love. He's coming off a torn ACL and didn't have a great senior season, as you said on the draft show, Ryan. Bryce Love. Should have left school one year earlier than he did. Yep, that's right. Yeah, it's unfortunate. He put up a video of him running after four months of ACL surgery. I was like, oh, he looks pretty good. As uh, as you may know, I told my ACL. But <laughs> who's the doctor? David David Chow is that his name? Yes, the Twitter doctor. He's actually a former orthopedic surgeon. He's an orthopedic surgeon. Former, former team surgeon doctor for the, for the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, and he actually had some concerns about how far along Bryce Love was four months out. Um, there were other running backs you could have taken there. So I hope he makes a full recovery, but I understand what Pete's saying. The, I can't believe that the best pick wasn't the one in, in the sixth round. 
some kid named Kelvin Kelvin Harmon. Seriously, Pete, slap in the face. Uh, I, again, Kelvin Harmon might have been the steal of the draft. I, we both like him. There's no. I just don't understand the kind. No injury concerns. Obviously, no off field stuff. It's that he doesn't separate. Yeah, I mean, I watched the kid play, and he looked like he was doing plenty of separating. He's not a burner, but he doesn't get he, he doesn't get he doesn't get separation to like give you an open window, but he just wins. He gets more separation than Nikhil Harry, who went in the first round. I I, I don't under, I, like I don't understand why he fell to the sixth round. I think that um, Cole Holcomb, decent little linebacker out of Carolina in the fifth round. A lot of local guys. Ross Perschbacher, offense. Nice. Thank you. Uh, I was just guessing. Offensive lineman out of Bama in the fifth round. They love their Bama guys. Bryce Love. I mean, who knows how he'll be? They they have a lot of they have multiple ACL tears. They have three. Every single running back on their depth chart has either had a broken leg or an ACL tear in the last five years. That's right. That's the other thing. I totally forgot about Darius Geis. So they said Darius Geis should be ready by August. I would hope so. He tore his ACL in August, and they're yeah. like, oh, also Bryce Love might be ready by August. Yeah, he tore his ACL in January. Yeah. So clearly, there's. Chris, I would be concerned more Chris, about Darius Geis. Chris Thompson broke his leg, and they have Adrian Peterson as well. I think one thing that's concerning for me is Alex Smith. Yeah, one thing that's concerning for me with the Redskins, they draft Montez Sweat, who has a heart condition, and they get uh, Bryce Love. This team is every year in the last – I don't know about 2018 yet because Football Outsiders hadn't released the numbers, but from 2015, 2016, 2017, and I'm almost certain 2018 will qualify, they're bottom five in the league in adjusted games lost to injury. To me, that that's that that doesn't happen a trend like that. That tells me that their training staff is just bad, and so you're bringing in a bunch of dudes with with injuries. That's a concern. Terry McLaurin and Kelvin Harmon make this wide receiver group better. Dwayne Haskins is a great quarterback. The Redskins won the draft, but I I like how they stood pat and let the draft fall to them. Don't mind trading up for Montez Sweat in in the first round, but I would be worried that you're giving up a top forty pick next year in next year's draft. Yeah, we'll see if they win. Then they won't care. If they don't win, then that would be terrible to give the fifth pick in the, in the second round. They're probably, probably not going to win. Um, any other thoughts before we get out of here? Long podcast somehow. Dragon, you got to go. No, I'm going to go make some herbal tea and drink some more, some more of it. And then you will appear on CBS Sports HQ at noon. Make sure to check that out or rewatch it when it comes out. All right, Ryan, I'll talk to you tomorrow when we recap Game of Thrones with Sean. Sweet.